What's going on, guys? It's your man, Ed Hayes, the wholesale coach here, back for another podcast, guys. And I know it's been a little while uh, since the last time that I made a podcast. I've been a little bit inconsistent lately. I've been um, studying for my real estate exam. Um, I'm in real estate class right now. So it's been a, it's been a lot of stuff going on, guys. So I appreciate all of you all's patience. I appreciate you continuing to rock with me through this time, guys. So I just wanted to make a quick podcast. I'm actually on my way to my real estate class right now. And I've been dying to get back on making this content for you all. But you know, between running my business to going to class and having my coaching calls and so many other things that's going on, I just haven't had enough time to reach out to you all. So I've been learning so much in this class and I really, really, really want to share a ton of stuff with you all. So I figured what better time than like while I'm actually driving to the class um, and maybe when I get out of class to to you know, create a podcast for you all. So let's just have a conversation here, essentially. So I just kind of want to let y'all know what's been going on, man. So um, one of the things that I'm really excited to kind of tell you all more about once I get a little bit more um, insight about it um, is assuming mortgages. Um, So like whether you completely assume a person's mortgage and like you pretty much start taking over payments and the seller is no longer liable for making any of those payments, that's a possibility. You can do that. It's called assuming a mortgage. And then the more common way that you hear people talking about assuming a mortgage is when people do subject to deals. So a subject to deal is one way to assume a mortgage, essentially. So all that means, like a subject to deal just means that you keep the original seller's uh, mortgage intact. and But you have to actually get approved by that person's... Hold on. Thank you to whoever just said thank you. I mean, thank you to whoever just said bless you. Anyway, but so um, I think one thing that people don't really talk about too often when it comes to... Um, Um, assuming someone's mortgage or doing a subject to deal is that they don't talk about the fact that you've got to get approved by that person's lender. The person who originally extended them their mortgage, that entity has to accept you as someone who's, uh, you know, essentially worthy of paying back those bills. So, you know, like, you know, a lot of people assume that, you know, you can go do a subject to deal with bad credit and things of that nature. But in all reality, it's probably not really realistic. You're still going to need some somewhat decent credit um, because you're going to have to get approved by that lender, that lender to take on that mortgage. I just want you all to be aware of that. Um, so outside of that, though. Um, I do. I still like the idea of the subject to deals. I'm really, really curious and interested in those. But then another thing that was really, really, um, you know, it sparked my attention. And it's something that a lot of people talk about as well in the industry that I haven't tried myself, but I'm really interested now. And those are options contracts. So, I mean, like to me, just having the option 
to purchase a property can be really, really nice. So for instance, like for instance, like if you're going to put a property, if you want to put a property under contract, let's say because, you know, the, the, the seller is in, uh, in the probate process and they've pretty much already told you that they'll let the property go for little to nothing, but you know that the probate process can take two to three months or long six months, sometimes like a crazy amount of time. But you don't want anybody else to come in and lock that property up like right after you spend all of that time trying to help this person. So what you can do is then you can have them sign an option contract to where you'll have the option to acquire the property within, you know, the time frame that you said. It could be the next six months, the next three months, the next year, whatever it is. Everything is negotiable in real estate. So I really, really, really am fond of the idea of trying to start using options contracts, not just in the scenario that I just talked about, but pretty much in any scenario, an options contract is pretty much giving you the option to purchase. So you have the right to purchase it and they cannot sell it to anyone else. However, they cannot take that option away from you either though. That's the good part. That's why I like it. So it's it's a unilateral contract because the decision is really yours. So so I really like this, guys. I'm I've been learning a lot, man. I've been I just wanted to make a video to kind of let y'all know some of the stuff that I've been learning. Well, talking about make a video, make a quick podcast to um, you know just kind of share with you all some of the things that that I've been considering. So those are um, assuming mortgages. Uh, like doing a full assumption of a mortgage, uh, subject to deals and lease options, guys. So, um, yeah, that's just a little tidbit. Let's see. What else have I, um, kind of come across? Oh man, it's been so much guys. It's been so much that I've been learning. Uh, I'm trying to drive and pay attention to the road at the same time. So forgive me guys. Uh, maybe I'll do another one. I'll probably just make another podcast for you all uh, once I kind of get my thoughts together. But that subject to and lease options, both of those topics have been like really, really on my mind lately. And I've been desperately wanting to share it with you all. Um, I know that, you know, plenty, probably most of you all are very familiar with those um, real estate options. However, most of you probably don't actually use them. Um, so, you know, I'm really looking forward to being able to provide some value. God damn. Oh, oh, my bad. I almost got into an accident. <laughs> oh, God, forgive me. <laughs> okay. It's dangerous out here in these streets. Anyway, y'all. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I almost forgot I was on the podcast for a second. Anyway, I guess... Um, I look forward to seeing you all in the next podcast. I'm going to start getting these podcasts back out, um, you know, uh, pretty consistently coming up here soon, guys. Today is my second to the last day in my uh, my real estate class. Today is Thursday. The last day is Friday. I'll be done with the actual classes and then I can really uh, I'm going to do probably maybe like another good solid week of studying um, after the course is over. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead, dive in and go ahead and take this test, guys. So, in fact, I'm, I'm really trying to do it as soon as possible after the course. But I want to make sure that I've got enough knowledge inside of me to actually get the job done. So here's what I recommend. Um, if you are in real estate class right now, 
what I would recommend is like taking the practice test that the state of Illinois has. The state of Illinois has um, a practice test on um, on uh, the website that you register to take the test. It costs like 25 bucks and like the questions are much harder than the questions that you'll get in your course. So I think that that's what I'm going to do personally. There's another website as well that has like practice exams for um, for real, for the real estate test as well. Um, my teacher told me about one of them yesterday. I can't remember what it is, but I want to make sure that um, that you all have all the resources necessary. You want to make sure that you're super comfortable. Like just so you all know, like a little a little background, a little insight into me or whatever, I actually took the real estate test like years ago. I took a real estate class years ago, well before I learned about wholesaling. I was still looking into real estate and I took um, a class. It was a one day out of the week class. So I only had class on Saturdays and the class was like five or six hours long. And ironically enough, I went back to the same exact location <laughs> to take my test this time. I'm literally in the same exact room and everything, but now I just go every day of the week for two weeks. So this is like another power packed course. But anyway, but you know, it was my fault that I did not, you know, have all of the knowledge necessary to, uh, to get the license last time. So what I recommend is that, you know, make sure that you take that time. Don't spend, you know, five, $600 on a course and then don't put your everything and your all into it. When I took the test originally, I was working a whole job. I was working full time at a job. I just had like way too much other stuff going on and I was trying to still make it happen and it just was not feasible. So I would recommend because there's it's literally hundreds of concepts that you need to remember. So you need to give yourself enough time, like be patient and actually put in the hours of repetitions. It's going to take reps. Just like when you work it out and you're trying to build strength, that's how your memory works. It's like a muscle. So you have to like repetition is the father of learning. You got to constantly learn this stuff over and over and over and over and over and over again until this until it's actually solidified in your mind. Like for me personally, that's what I had to do at least. So um, that's what I've, I've been doing this time. That's what I didn't do last time because I was too caught up trying to work a job and go to school and all of this other stuff. And, you know, I wish that back then I had focused up. I would have had my real estate license years in advance and I would have, you know, chances are still would have ran into wholesaling or found out about it or whatever. So, but it's all good, though. Everything happens for a reason. But yeah, though, guys, if you all are out here in Chicago, I am up at uh, Chicago Real Estate School. I am up at Chicago Real Estate School out here in um, Chicago and Lakeview. Um, it's up north a little bit, 2447 North Ashland, guys. Just in case y'all interested, I highly recommend um, checking out Chicago Real Estate School. If you up north, like I said, check out the one on Lakeview. Check out the one in Lakeview, guys, because um, I've got a. This is the same one that I went to last time. In fact, my teacher the first time was the guy who actually wrote the book. I'm like, damn, you know. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, but the teacher that I have now, she's a really, really, really good teacher. Like you can tell that she really, really cares. She thoroughly explains things. Um, her name is Michelle Sledge. 
she's an amazing teacher. Seriously, I've had a lot of teachers in my life, and um, you know, I would put her up there with one of the best ones as far as being understanding and just being a genuine nice person. So that's always good. The teachers are important. I'm not gonna lie. Last time I did feel like my teacher Frank, the the, the person who actually wrote the book or whatever, I felt like he was uh, spending way too much time kind of reminiscing on his. 30 years of experience in real estate versus just helping us learn the information. We spent more time just reminiscing and talking than we did actually going through the pages in the book. So, however, with Michelle, though, like she's been going through like every page. It's been really nice. And she's, you know, she'll answer any questions that you have and stuff like that. But to be honest, like you got to keep questions down to a minimum. You in a three and a half, you in a three and a half hour class. And it's like, it's only so much time for her to actually talk and go over the work. So, like, the less questions, the better. Unless you genuinely, like, really, really don't get something. I would say try to refrain from asking a bunch of questions. Um, anyway, though, guys, I think that's about it, man. I think that's about it for now, at least. I want to start getting into these consistent podcasts again, though, like I said. So, you know, over these next couple days, I'm going to be finishing up this class, guys. Then I'm going to be taking the uh, the tests probably the following week after. So I would highly recommend, like, you know, just stay tuned to the channel, guys. Just know that I'm about to be back in full effect with a vengeance real, real soon, though, guys. And I miss y'all, man. I miss putting out the content. I miss, you know, answering all of the questions and, you know, having my... um you know, consistency going on or whatever. I know you all be needing that. You know, I know like my podcast and, and YouTube channels that I watch, like I'll be needing them to put out consistent content, you know? <laughs> so trust and believe, I know how it is. I want to make sure that I'm that guy for you, that I've got that content, that value um, for you all. Y'all know how I get down, man. Anyway, I think that's it for this one. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Just kind of wanted to give you all another one of these quick updates to let you know what I've got going on in the real estate game right now and what to expect coming forward on the channel, guys. So anyway, I hope that you all, if you're listening to this, I hope you're having a beautiful day. It's Thursday. The week is almost over. Let's get this money out here. Let's finish up this year strong too, guys. It's Q4. We're officially in Q4. That's another very important thing as well, guys. So this is the fourth quarter of the year as of October. So what was what's really important, guys, I know I've been saying that I'm going to wrap this up, but this is it right here. <laughs> what's really important, guys, is that you try to push, like try to do everything that you can to push before the end of this year, guys. It's not over yet, okay? So make sure that you focus up and try to get these deals. You know, if you're out in Chicago, you know it's been cold, it's been rainy, the weather's been really bad, that means a lot of people are going to be at home. <laughs> so make those phone calls. Like, you know, if you got ads on Facebook, put those ads up. Make sure you got your budget set. If you're, if you're doing the Craigslist domination strategy, make sure you get your couple posts out there every day. Like, don't play no games. It's time to turn up, guys. This is it. Um, this is it. This is Q4. Um, home sales. Um, historically, they're going to dip in, in, in the later months of the year. 
However, if you're still on it, because so many other people are going to just be like, oh, well, I guess I can't make no money. And therefore, it's less competition in the wintertime as well. So kind of keep that in mind. Just know that just because, you know, just because it's cold doesn't mean that no one's making money. Trust and believe homes are still getting sold. So don't just give up just because it's getting cold outside. That's crazy. You better get this money. <laughs> Take it from me, okay? It's, it's plenty money to make even when it's cold outside. I'm in Chicago. If it doesn't get as cold as Chicago, you have absolutely nothing to worry about, okay? Anyway, I hope that you all like this one. And I'll see you all in the next one. Peace.